welcome to Women Developing Brilliance, the spirit of business. I'm your host, Casey Rossi, and today we're going to be talking about how to use your gut instinct to make awesome decisions. So let's dive in. So the average adult actually makes up to 35,000 remotely conscious decisions every day. Can you believe that? When I saw that stat, when I was doing the research, it really blew my mind. And you can see if we don't have our decision-making process dialed in, how that can become very draining and at times overwhelming. So our goal in making decisions is to be able to make them quickly, with confidence, so that we can move on, take action, and experience positive results. So I don't know about you, but that sounds good to me, especially in today's climate. I think that we almost really need a little mini blueprint or process for ourselves that we just walk ourselves through when these decisions are coming towards us. And it feels like the decisions now, and this could be a mindset thing, but feel a little bit weightier because of the global climate and because of maybe some shifts or pivots that we've experienced in our personal and professional lives. So this is really going to help you be able to tune within and be able to really lean into your decisions in a much more confident and joy-filled way. So first, let's talk about some of the old ways or antiquated ways that we used to be able to make our decisions in an easier uh, fashion. So the good old fashion pros and cons list. I don't know about you, but I used to tap into this often when I wanted to make a decision. I would always grab my pen and paper and write down all the things that were positive about this decision and all the things that were negative about the decision. And I would step back and overview them and take a look and see, okay, well, which side of this list is longer? And that would usually gear me into the decision. Now, that's fine for a little extra clarity, but I think that that's a little bit clunky and there are better ways now. So we're going to get into those. The other thing that I think a lot of people get into a pattern of, especially I see this with indecisive people, and I actually used to do this as well. I used to really run all my decisions through my bestie. I got in the habit of doing that, and that really became the groove where I would you know, that would be my first course of action. I wonder what Cher thinks about this. And I'd pick up the phone or send her a quick text. And it's really interesting when we set our grooves up in that way to go outside of ourselves for the decision versus turning within, it doesn't serve us in the long haul. So I really want you to be um, very mindful of that if that's a pattern that you're currently experiencing, because nobody actually has to deal with the full consequences, either positive or negative, of the decisions that we make. And in that, we should be fully accountable and responsible. That does not mean that we don't ask for a second opinion or we lean on a mentor, a coach, parent, friend, spouse. We absolutely can, especially when it comes to bigger decisions. But I'm talking about the the general pattern or the general way that we actually make decisions. I want you to start 
retraining the brain and going within when it comes to making those fast and confident decisions first. All right. The other thing too is, especially as entrepreneurs, many times the people that we're asking advice from are people that don't have that same entrepreneurial risk reward blood, you know, that DNA, that kind of like process. I always say that we have kind of a different makeup. And um, many times when we're asking people, often it's our spouse or partner. And we really have to think about it like, if they don't have that kind of mindset slash skill set of being an entrepreneur and they're used to that very secure nine to five paycheck and say it's a business decision that you're asking their advice on, it's really interesting sometimes we have to gauge the perspective that um, the other person is coming from. So look at it through that, that lens as well. You know, like if it's a business decision, if it's something like, should I sign this lease or should I hire a VA or should I put this new course out now during the the holiday period, whatever it happens to be, you want to be asking somebody who has kind of like walked that walk or actually puts into practice what you're interested in. Are you asking somebody that has experience going that path or doing that process in their own business? Have they received results in that in their own lane versus someone that may not be as aware of the territory and the ups and downs and the risks that you have to put out as an entrepreneur? So that's something to just think about as well. But to me, these are kind of like you know, older ways or ways that, you know, if we're going to be looking at the 80-20 rule, you know, go ahead and use the pros and cons list or reach out and ask a friend or spouse, but only like 20% of the time. I really want the bulk of what you do in your decision-making to come from your gut, that gut instinct. Get used to turning within and really activating that self-trust and acting from your gut. So, it's a it's really a conditioning to be mindful of and then also you're going to start to really develop this muscle so you're very aware of those hell yes pulls those things that you're like absolutely hands down don't even need to think twice about it this is something I'm going to do and then maybe there's another another category of well I don't know actually need to do a little bit more research It's absolutely fine to give yourself a little bit more time when you know that you need to actually take a pause. And that's another thing. We're very used to multitasking. And so I want you to just give yourself the luxury of leaving space around your decisions. So I know, again, in the past, like if somebody would reach out, say, on a text or a quick email Um, and ask me something, I would be so eager to respond that I wouldn't give myself time and space to actually weigh out even those pros and cons or even tune in and think about my gut reaction. I'd be really quick to give an immediate response and then sometimes regret it afterwards. So if it's a hell yes, then that's super quick and easy. If it's like I need to actually do some research 
check my calendar, see how this lines up with my, you know, Q4 goals or however you work your business. Give yourself that time, space, and luxury to um, to make a proper decision that you can feel awesome on. And then that third category is just like, you know, no, this isn't in alignment to my goals or my spirituality or my overall vision. So you want to start building that self-trust so you have a lean into the yes or maybe I need to research, or no, that's not going to work out for me. So again, getting out of our head, moving into our body, and feeling that space in our belly, because actually, uh, we have that brain in our belly. The Cleveland Clinic states that our enteric nervous system is also known as our second brain, and it actually relies on the same type of neurons and neurotransmitters from our central nervous system. So basically, our gut and brain communicate with one another. So we're just actually trying to be more of a participant in that communication. So be a mindful observer of this interaction and really start learning how to tune within, tune within that belly center So we get very used to this gut reaction and this gut instinct and not overthinking it, not jumping back up to that mental center, but really using that as our internal guidance system and understanding the pulls when it's a hell yes and understanding the pauses when it's, you know what, I need a little time space to just go within and weigh these um factors out in a little bit more of a thoughtful way and getting used to that, you know what, I'm feeling contracted, I'm feeling stressed, this doesn't feel like it's the right decision for me, or this isn't lining up with my overall vision or mission. So I promise you that once you start putting this system in place, it's really going to change your whole entire decision-making process to what do I want for dinner all the way down to should I make this 10K investment in my business right now? Because it is the same exact process, whether it's a small decision or a big decision, with a caveat that with the bigger decisions, there may be more research or you may need to kind of stage out like, I'm going to sleep on that decision. Maybe it's like, I'm going to buy this new car. You know what? Let's sleep on this decision. I like doing that for big investments. I like to not, you know, it actually helps me not make impulsive decisions. Sometimes I'll put a marker like any decisions over 1K, I'm not going to make in the moment. I'm going to sleep on it. No matter how good the marketing is or how effective that salesperson is, my kind of rule is anything over 1K sleep on. So whatever works for you, whatever parameters that you wanna set up, go for it. Couple other supportive things outside of really tuning into that gut instinct and fostering that self-trusting relationship with our inner core is to know your why. 
to really have this lined out, even if it's something that you stick on a post-it note on your screen or your printer, but really kind of tap into your overall why. So Drew Canoli talks about it as our why identity, our identity that really gauges all of our reasoning and all of our whys for being, whys for showing up, wise for having a business in the first place. So if you don't already have that and know it like the back of your hand, I invite you to take some time to really tap into what your overall vision is. So that's your why and your how. And then also really outlining what your overall business company mission is. So I think of mission more as the who that we're helping and the what. So what is our business that we're in? What's it for? And then the vision is more the how and the why. So once we get clearer on the who, the what, the how, and the why, it makes our decisions much easier because we get to line up the question to our mission and vision and see if it's in alignment. So it's something where we can just in a flash, when we have those things so embedded in us, we can just line it up and be like, wait, does that match what I'm trying to do? If it does, awesome, that's an easy yes. If it doesn't, maybe we need to take a pause or maybe it's an easy no. So that's something that's super helpful is just getting really tuned into your why, getting that vision of your kind of how and why detailed, And also just reiterating, and maybe with COVID, you've had to shift your mission or you've had to actually get even more granular with your vision. Definitely update that. Like we have to be resilient. We also have to be somebody that's super flexible in these times, these times that we have no clue how to navigate. How do we learn? We do, right? We learn by doing, we learn by taking action. So I highly encourage you to refresh what that mission and vision is for you and your company and match up any of your current decisions and questions that you've got coming up to those mission and vision statements and kind of go from there. Another huge thing that I find super, super helpful that I do with my clients is to get so crystal clear about your primary core values. And this is a whole technique and exercise that I do with my clients to flush it out. And it is actually astonishing to see the shifts when we go through this exercise because a lot of people will come and say, okay, well, it's X, Y, and Z. Like I'm in this to you know, make an impact, increase my income, make a million dollars this year, like whatever it is, fill in the blanks. And then after we actually do this, um, you know, really deep, intensive, flushed out core values exercise, so many things rise to the top. Most of the time they're emotional, they're spiritual, they're really about like their deep integrity, their deep, you know, true feelings, the core of what actually makes up the fabric of their soul. And it really blows them away. And once you get tapped into your primary core values, then it makes your decision process that much faster. I actually love this even more than mission and vision because it's emotional. Sometimes with like mission and vision, it can become a little rote or mundane, but with the core values, when you really tap in, there is such a an alignment piece. There is such a soul connection that that's when the excitement actually comes in. 
I'll share a couple values from an exercise that I did with my client and their primary core value was freedom. And as we continued to flush this out, and then it was love, joy, integrity, authenticity, confidence, heart-centered, and compassion. So when we went through this exercise, those were the top eight that floated to the top. And it was really an interesting process because this person then, when they had decisions, whether it was, what's my next offering that I'm going to do for my clients, to how am I going to price myself, to should I bring on a team, everything shifted. So let's take that last question. Should I bring on a team? Well, in the beginning, this person wanted a very simple business. They really just wanted it to be about themselves and their spouse and keep it super simple. But once we really looked at freedom being the number one primary core value, it completely shifted their perspective on bringing on a team. And it also pulled in heart-centeredness. And it also pulled in joy because they had so much more joy when they were able to delegate things in their business that didn't light them up and also delegate instead of using their spouse as their manager, they were able to delegate team leaders and delegate people that handled Facebook ads and delegate people that designed the website, which freed up their spouse so much and increased their partnership joy. Can you start to see how all of this weaves in? It's absolutely incredible. So I invite you to tap within and understand your primary core values. If you want to do that exercise with me, reach out. I have an offering where we can just 100% focus on what your primary core values are because this is going to be how you become a confident and quick decision maker. So definitely Think about that as an option. The other thing to be really mindful of is mindset and our growth mindset. So when you are making decisions, you want to be thinking about the different options. And you can roll through this on a pretty quick basis. This is not some long, exhaustive, like draining procedure. It's really just kind of rolling through and breaking through the old paradigm of a yes or no answer or a black and white way of thinking. I always want to be thinking about what else, how can I actually get the most benefit out of this decision? If it's a no, is it just a no right now because it's not in alignment to some of my immediate goals, or is it a definite no? So just kind of like rolling through that and um, allowing yourself to be thinking about other options, other opportunities, Um, maybe if it's not a 100% yes the way that you've packaged it, say it's a decision that someone's come to you and they want to collaborate with you. And you're thinking, well, actually, I really like this person. They're in alignment with my core values. They're kind of on the same page. I think the collaboration could be beneficial, but I don't really like the way it's packaged in this you know, way, the way that she's delivering it to me, for example. Then you can think, well, okay, well, you know what? It is a yes, but not the way in its current package. How can I pitch back? How about we do it in an XYZ fashion? 
Or how about we put a spin on it to bring more of this point of view or this angle on it? So being really open to other ways that you can slice and dice it that feel good, that actually make more sense for you and your business. I believe that we can retrain our brain. I believe that we can tune within, build that self-trust muscle, and learn to make the decisions from our gut, from that enteric nervous system, from the brain in our belly, versus going round and round on the hamster wheel, just staying in our mind space, or tuning totally without and asking everybody and their Uncle Fred what they think we should do. It is, no pun intended, a decision. We can choose to accept the fact that we are indecisive and say, oh, well, I've always been that way. Or we can consciously decide to trust ourselves, tap into our internal guidance system, and use the great resource of the web to research facts when it comes to things outside of our knowledge or skill set. Now, you know, making decisions is a part of life, so we get to choose to be confident. We get to choose to be a take-charge person, and we get to choose to make this um, whole process when decisions come our way easy and effortless and quick and fun. So those are the things that I wanted to share with you today. Reach out to me and let me know your thoughts. I am always just an email away at Casey at KCROSSI.com. Until next time, my friends, breathe joy. Breathe joy.